episode 17. 17. Oh, we, that's so lame. That's that was so, so lame. lame. Why did that happen? I, I thought you were going to say it, and then you didn't say it, so I said it. I and feel then like we both said it at the same time. This is the episode where you should be taking control of the intro because, you know. <laughs> we, always go, we always go in equally. Do no, we? we don't. No, no we, we don't. don't. Um, okay, episode 17. Let's do this. Episode 17. Let's do this. How'd you guys like the last episode where Ali talked about dating for 30 minutes straight? We really liked it. <laughs> we, we, we can't ask <laughs> All questions. Right, no doubt. <laughs> we did. We got some pretty incredible responses from that episode, and and we're gonna do a female perspective because we had a lot of females hit us up, being like, "Yo, what's really good? Why are it's just dudes talking about dating?" <laughs> Which means that if you have an opinion or if you have something that you want to talk to us about, hit us up because a few girls already did, and we're gonna be doing like a Google Hangout with them and getting some of their insight to the entire thing but we also want to have a girl come on the show and like talk about everything so throw your name into the hat we'll pick one of y'all tweet <laughs> no what should, how should they do it just uh, find us just right. snap us snap or us instagram us tweet us find a way so today today we have we have a special uh, oh damn it i thought we were gonna say <laughs> Ahead, we have a guest on today. Okay, we do. So we've got three people around this table, yeah. and you've probably heard about him, Anik Khan. Anik? Salutations. Khan. So Anik is a rapper from Queens who happens to be from Bangladesh that I met, what, like three months ago? Two months ago? Not even that long ago. Um, and have just been like kicking it and working together. Um, and today, he's going to tell us a little bit about what he's up to. Yes, I am. Hey, <laughs> what's, what's up, man? Guys? How's it going? <laughs> Chilling. How are you? Good, good. This is this is a good day to podcast because I feel like we've been here for an hour. We've already done a podcast just by talking <laughs> yeah. to each other. I know, right? I uh, wish I was here for the thirty minutes of dating. Okay. <laughs> that would have been a great thing to talk about. You can we we can loop that in somehow, just like your own little feedback in on that episode. <laughs> you think uh, we can talk about Anikon this whole episode and not talk about rap? Yeah, I think let's that's try. possible. I would, let's try. We'll just talk about dating, food. Yeah. What's your favorite thing that's not rap? Anime. Anime? Really? What? <laughs> oh my god! You just blew a line. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it. It's not it. <laughs> let's fucking yeah. talk. Yeah, this I'm is a... Nikon the anime episode. <laughs> <laughs> the episode. I'm an avid anime watcher. I should not believe you just said that because yeah. you just blew Ali's mind. Let's talk Do you about watch it. anime yeah. too? Get the uh, fuck out of here! Avid fucking uh, fan. Me? Oh no, you you okay? All right, we can so go let's get to this for an hour. But All right, should. so just excuse me. He's <laughs> <laughs> shoving me aside because <laughs> I am going to be bored for the next. Time. Well, no, no. All right, so real talk. Let's talk about this for a couple minutes okay, because I, I feel you know like. I would never have guessed that. Manga, or, Sailor Moon. Manga. Uh, manga. manga. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Okay, yeah. Those Which is one of the greatest. Yeah. Yeah, no. uh, well, there was game. a Street Fighter anime, anime movie. But, but any, yeah. in any case, yeah. uh, I never would have guessed that. That's the extent to my knowledge. And it's just one of those things that, you know, like, especially in the basic community, when you see someone who watches anime, it's just like, oh, shit, we got to talk about this right now. Absolutely. So go ahead. Just, like, give me, like, a brief, like... Okay, my favorite is Naruto Shippuden. I don't okay. care how commercialized that is. Fuck that. That, that's, that, that storyline is impeccable. Okay. And uh, You would actually like that one. Yeah, it's super popping. Um, my, my favorite, my favorite um, twist and turn, like, drama slash action is Code Geass. Okay. Dude, I would never have expected this about you. Yeah. That's crazy. I sit there, I'll six hours straight. Like, you won't catch God, me. Damn. How, did, how did you get into anime? In college. Really? So my, my friend... Like, was watching Naruto. 
Okay. And, and you I'm, were just like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, well, okay. I mean, I love Dragon Ball Z, but right. I never considered that anime. I was... But I, it was. But, I, you know, you lose touch because Toonami, that whole... Yeah, it's just whole, like American like TV programming. Yeah, but that whole two-hour block was awesome to me. Right. So Voltron, uh, Thundercats. Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing. Right now I'm watching Full Metal Alchemist. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the reaction. That's the reaction. I was, when you were talking about Top, I didn't get to say that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm on episode like... Brotherhood. Are you watching Brotherhood? No, no. Watching I'm watching Full Metal Alchemist. Then you have to watch Brotherhood. I've caught, yeah. Because okay. right now I, I'm I'm kind of being yelled at for not have watching Brotherhood, and the person I'm being yelled at, I you know like you have to I value her opinion tremendously. Yeah, you have to watch Full Metal Alchemist, then you have to watch Brotherhood. Okay, so that, that I'm gonna go home and just finish Full Metal Full, full Metal Alchemist. That's one of the best storylines I've seen as well. Can we get you started on Full Metal Alchemist? That that'd be a good one for him. Well, I don't know cause So how about this? I like Miyazaki films. Okay, I love Spirited Away. Okay, what? Show what anime show program Uh, would I like? What anime would I like? Mm -hmm. You know what's crazy is that his sister loves anime, and she's been trying for years and years and years to get him to try. And he's just like, I got my hair to comb, (laughs) (laughs) and he won't fucking watch it. Like no matter what we do, he just doesn't understand. How about this? I'll watch an episode or two or two of that. Okay, I pick pick a show. Just give me all right. No, like I, this is if we were gonna do this and we gotta get him hooked by one time. I need you to send me those examples of those shows that you like, and then I will do some research and you will do some research and we'll give you two different things to watch. Okay, we'll okay, okay, fine. Right, and right. I'll, and then I'll report back. Okay, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> this is so. Uh, and then we should have another Pakistan to update and see if okay. where we, we talk about if, something else yeah. besides anime. But, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 where we, where we anime come back to table. anime yeah. and see if you actually liked it or not. Atif's review corner. We got my dating corner, we got Atif's anime review corner. Yeah. What if I come back and I'm like, I was bored, it was shit. That's awesome, I think that's, that's okay. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I would be like, no, I fucking hate you guys. Yeah. It took out an hour of my time. I think <laughs> your reviews would be really hilarious when it comes okay. to anime. So cause... I'll actually give like a real review. I'll do. Okay. I'll talk yeah, about the characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll Can't make believe. this a, the thing, like actual night where you watch okay. it. And I'll no watch doubt. it with you because oh I'm down. All right. I'm so glad you're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I also so... haven't watched Star Wars, which he's like, wow. What? Yeah, he's like a... What are you talking about, He's so committed to being cool. You don't like fantasy movies? That's the only type of movie I like. Oh, I don't like fantasy movies. I like fantasies, action, and rom-coms. Rom-coms? Okay. Yeah. Which ones? I love rom-coms. Hitch is my favorite rom-com. Oh, shit. Yeah, ever. that's okay. That's All right, that's so, a true. That's a I used to about. call myself Young Alex Hitchens back in the day <laughs> when I didnn't have a girlfriend. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you related to him or because that was like what you were aspiring to be I would like? just be like, yo, he's so popping with the chicks. <laughs> What's your favorite rom-com? My favorite rom-com. See, the thing is, I, I, I was talking about Hitch like last week because I love that movie. We were just like, yeah. we, we just had it on. I was just like, oh man, this is like a fucking classic. It's also like if you like are from New York or like raised in New York or you want to be in New York, like that's the New York life you want, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. Like that fucking condo. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like being like a taxi cab away from everything. <laughs> like you can do whatever you want like that. They just showed New York very well. In that, in that day. and like that's where I, I guess I I want to live here for the rest of my life and Hell yeah. that's the type of life I would want to live living here for the rest of my life just smooth as hell yeah that type of crib by Soho just hanging out you have like all these things you can do you go to a fish market to Eva make Mendez. food 
even Mendez. You know. <laughs> well, let's actually well let's 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 change gears a little bit and actually talk about where you grew up because that's because you did yeah. grow up in New York. Mm-hmm. Guys, you see how I got them to stop talking about anime? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even notice. A, great segue. Atif's gonna watch so much fucking anime. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> all right. So yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about a little bit where about you grew up from because this is going to all tie into eventually when we do talk about rap. <laughs> yeah. But, you um, grew up in Queens. Yeah, so my, my my dad moved from Bangladesh to Queens, New York City, and it's not like he moved to like somewhere really nice. <laughs> like he, he, well, to him, it was a lot nicer than Bangladesh, right? You know, but he moved from Queens, New York City, to lower income housing in Astoria, and so to him, he was like four hundred dollars rent. Okay. <laughs> like he didn't give a shit about like the people. He right, was just like, right, right, right. That's it for rent. The price yeah, is good. Let's sure, go. Yeah. I'm going to him. You know those apartments look like palaces. Uh, yeah, yeah, like because he comes from a tin hut mm-hmm. in 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 the village. When do you know what year he came here? Uh, 90, 90. 1990. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or ninety one, something like that. So I moved there when I was four. Okay. Yeah. How many? And do you have any siblings? Yeah, three. Three? Yeah, all sisters. Word. Okay. Yeah. Youngest? One younger. I'm in the middle. I'm older and the eldest. Okay, so you guys kind of came over here with a little bit of a family. You came to Queens, and then your younger sister was born when we, when you were here. No, she was one. All, all of you guys were born, and then you all came here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so tell us about what it was like to grow up in Queens at that time, like being, you know, a first-generation immigrant from Bangladesh. What was it like? Yeah, I mean, Queens is the most diverse county in the world. And so, like, where I lived, in the 30 to 40 block radius, there's literally every nationality you can find. Every nationality. You can find any continent besides, like, Antarctica and Australia. Okay, what about, <laughs> was there a, pick a country. What? El Salvadorian, yes. Brazilian, yes. West African, yes. West Indian, yes. Bosnian, East European, yes. Turkish, yes. Was there... No, I want to pick, like, something really obscure. Don't pick Canada. Okay. <laughs> was there... No Canadians in Queens. All right. So okay. the story is very interesting. It, like, divided in a certain way. There's this place called Broadway, which I mentioned in my raps a lot. <laughs> and, like, it's, like, the divide between, like, the East European side, which is, like, the Greeks. Right. And the Albanians. They're all kind of, like, together, banded. Yeah, okay. Greeks, Albanians, Bosnians. And then there's, like, the... The, the Spanish side, the Bengali side. There's a block just for Bangladesh in Astoria mm-hmm. on 36th Avenue. There's two buildings. We call it the Curry Towers because once you pass it, it smells like that. All of course. The time. <laughs> yeah. and I love it. But anyway, um, there's like a block just specifically for Bengali people. There's a bo- block specifically for Brazilians. And that was all within like not even 20 blocks from me. So Queens is the only place where I saw, and, and, and I've been a lot of places, where you see a group of kids and they're all different nationalities. What was that like? Like, what what did you gain from that? that I gained knowledge. You learn education through experiences and culture. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think culture is the most divine form of education. So, like, I learned more having different types of friends. Like, I'll answer a thing on like sometimes. I would see like me answering something in world history, and it's not because I read the textbook, but because my friend told me. Right, they were talking about their experiences, country. yeah. And I'll be like, "Oh, I know that because of that guy." Yeah. So like, I grew up like one of my best friends was Greek, his name was Tiago. Another one was Dominican, his name was Augustine. Another one was Bengali, his name was Zaiden. Another one was Guyanese, his name was Kamesh. Like, this what up, is, guys? This, this is my <laughs> shout click. out. This yeah. was my click when okay. I was when you were what, like ten years old. 
not like middle school, like but the, mm. I, but I've known them since elementary school, right? But like right. that's that's I just named like four different parts of the world, and we take the same trail to go to school. Did they also come? Were they also <laughs> born in like the respective countries First and they came here? Yeah. So right. what is? So I feel like a lot of people move here and they feel out of place, right? Yeah. They get dropped into an. A neighborhood that's predominantly white, and they're maybe the only Pakistani Indian family there, or whatever. Predominantly other, other, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like people feel a little lost and out of place. But what happens when you move from somewhere and then get dropped into um, an area that's hella diverse, and you, you know, there's it's surrounded by minorities? Yeah. What's the difference there? <clears throat> I mean, I I think there's. I don't think there's much of a difference uh, if it's specifically diverse because you're still around people you don't know and customs around people like you don't understand. But what you do see is like you're not the only ones, which is a good security, mm. right? Because like it's, I'm, I'm sure it's a, a huge weight to be the only yeah. Bengali family or Bosnian family right, or right. whatever in a majority white neighborhood. Right. <clears throat> like that, that's stressful and enough like, yeah no, I was talking to a friend of mine who was like I have to watch all my actions within the context of like oh I'm representing my family oh I'm representing my country or my culture like, so I have to conduct myself accordingly so you have to kind of pay attention to those things when you're the only one in in a neighborhood like that and then there's the flip side in New York too right because like you then there's people who move from their country to the neighborhood that's like their country right that's mm-hmm. all they know as well Mm-hmm. Like and there's that. no cultural assimilation. They don't even know how to live here because they only know how to right. live like in a Chinatown. Of their Chinatown old is like exactly yeah. Chinatown, Jackson yeah. Heights. Yeah. yeah, like you just you, you go there and you meet a friend who works at some Dunkin' Donuts, and mm-hmm. you're like, I have to work there now. And you follow that same path, and you make this money to give back to your parents, and you hang out at the same places that they do, and only right. hang out with that crowd, and then mm-hmm. boom, you're you're literally in another country, but not really. Right, right, right with that crowd that you came from. So it's interesting how that works. But my, you know, we got, I guess my dad moved where his friends were and his friends just ended up being in one of the most diverse places. So I ended up just getting lucky because Mm -hmm. they were, you know, already out here. Mm. Two of my dad's friends. And when we came out here, I moved to like a place where my, my building was like six floors and every floor there's not one of the same nationality. That's awesome. You know, like there's not like I would go across and get some like Cuban food from a friend, like right, like two doors down or then go upstairs to get my super who was Albanian and they'd give us desserts. Like, and it was a big, huge sense of community, like huge sense. Cause they all came from like this. They all like didn't the world come in from building. Here. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. They all didn't come from this place. Mm-hmm. And I talk about it in one of my songs called Gina, like Gina Marie, but that's what my building was called. Like, Gina Marie was the name the of your name, building? Yeah, there is oh, okay. Gina okay. Marie. So when I say right, That makes more sense to me now. <laughs> yeah, it seems like I came a long way from home. Skin's like right. concrete, hearts made of stone. Gina Marie. So like mm. that's... The, the per, like that taught me everything. Well, let, let's talk about some of the things that you learned. Because on one, like, on one hand, you, you could definitely learn history and stories just by talking to your friends and their parents about where they came from. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you had like like the cuisine of the world too, right? yeah. Uh, so now that you're what in your late twenties, mid twenties, twenty six, twenty six. Now that you're twenty six, what were your takeaways from your youth being in this sort of environment, 
and starting this hip hop career and, st- and you know doing whatever you else you want to do with your life? How are you incorporating what you learned as your childhood now? It's interesting because I just started incorporating that like in the recent years. Before this, I was very adamant about just like representing the hood because mm-hmm. that's also a huge part of my life, right? Like culturally, I was like two being two people <laughs> at the same time. I would be you know the immigrant friend to my immigrant friends, but then I would be the black friend to my black friends because I would be outside on the block with them and they'd be like yeah you, you good you just you, I don't know what you just black with good hair like that's, <laughs> that's literally what they said to me do you get that a lot people think you're black all the time really yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is but like when I wear a hat and when I don't wear a hat I still get half something yeah I just okay. I've, it's always been racially ambiguous for me it's like I've never gotten my nationality ever but mm-hmm. Right, like I used to, like I realized, like, yo, I can't run away from Bangladesh. Like, I'm, I'm Bengali, cannot run away from this. This is what I am. This is who I am. This is regard. Like I used to want to be like, yo, like I don't even want to tell people my nationality. Like I just want people to focus on my music. Like Pitbull didn't come out telling people he was Cuban or you know, et cetera, et cetera. But nonetheless, he did, and mm-hmm. just by without mentioning it, people already they picked up on it yeah because of his culture of the way he acts and then like what he was representing and so it was the same situation with me like i was like i can't run away from this and like i embraced it and i dropped my name my previous name which was like a super new super rap name what was it K- which was k prime k prime <laughs> yeah. that's my man short that for, sounds like korean <laughs> short for prime minister khan prime minister khan okay yeah. okay so okay then, that changed and glad you dropped that yeah and then like that that happened and then and then um i just ended up being a nikon because i i knew that like i don't know like i was talking to dharmic about this too like you know like one day like you go from like being like super immature jerk to your parents and like being irresponsible blah 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 to like one day waking up and just being responsible yep like there's really no like there's no absolutely there's no in between there's no like i gradually am learning like it's just just, shattering the glass just just wake up and you're like gonna stop being shithead yeah yeah. (laughs) and your parents are like are you really gonna do this for me right now yeah yeah "Yeah, mom what are you talking about yeah like yeah like we're washing the dishes yeah (laughs) yeah so like that happened to me and that happened to me across the board with personality and with music so then like i literally just woke up i was like man i this, this is, was, and you were just like, I'm not going to be K Prime anymore. Yeah, I was like, this is important. Mm. The culture is important. Mm. And Bob Marley's documentary really changed my life with that. Really? Wait, at what point did you come to the conclusion that culture is important? Like 23. 23. Okay. 23. Were you ever ashamed to be Bangladeshi? Did you ever like yes. hide that part of yourself? Yes. Why? Because nobody told me it was cool to be myself. Yeah. Because at a certain point, it, the, when that you drop problem, into these situations, right? like it's not cool. And but no, but it is. That's the problem. I, no, but, it's only be, it's only becoming <clears throat> cool to be unique now. Back then, exactly. you weren't a fit in. Right. And that's that's my problem. We wanted to fit in because we thought our own thing wasn't fitting in. Right. But that's when I got that like instant. Re- like I wanted to be Guyanese when I was with the Guyanese folks. I wanted to be right. Puerto Rican when I was with the Puerto Ricans. And I was like later, like when I obviously when I learned from it, and then like I started, you know, loving what I was and who I was. I was like, why am I not proud? Like Puerto Ricans love being Puerto Ricans. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we're not getting. Like, why do we not themselves. love being Bengali? Yeah. Why do we not love being Pakistani? Why like why is it cool to go to like a Dawat and your one of your friends say, I mean I don't even have brown friends. 
Yeah. Like, why yeah. is that the cool thing to yeah. say? Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what's, what's, I used, I was that guy. Mm-hmm. I was definitely, I'm not going to front like I wasn't that guy. I was I like, I was that guy too. I was like, I mean, I don't got no brown friends, dog. Like, you can, like, meet me here with my homies. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, why? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, what? Yeah, Shut yeah. up. Like, right? So, like, and that was me. And I don't know why it was like that for us. And I think it's because we, nothing mainstream wise had anything to do with us. Uh, well, I, I think it's more, I think that's part of it too. For yeah. me, I think it was more of a vicinity thing because uh, like my high school was all white, right? Like I was like one of like four minorities in my entire school. Yeah. So for me, I was just like, I was just like, I don't want to be an outsider. I want to be an outsider. I want friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like my closest group of friends were all white. So I kind of like abandoned everything. Mm-hmm. And then the same kind of thing happened. Like I got older, like, like uh, nowadays I'm just like blasting the Ram Lila soundtrack yeah. just like day and night because I fucking love it and it's yeah. like all these things I missed out on all this beautiful. shit yeah it's and amazing and we didn't think we, it, Dude, we didn't think it was I don't even speak Urdu and I like I feel like ashamed about it and yeah. like we were talking about this last episode like I need my kids to speak Urdu like yeah. that's not that's not even a question anymore and they're yeah. gonna not do the same thing where I did where I was just gonna be like I'm gonna dress this way I'm gonna act this way because this is America and this is what you're supposed to do be white yeah now, I th- yeah I I was thinking about this actually last night and why this is happening, right? Like nowadays? Right. Why are we all of a sudden interested in representing our culture? And I think there's two things. One, we're seeing more people like like Anik who are becoming the voices of communities and, you know, speaking for people and telling them, hey, look, you can be Bengali and you can do this. It's all good. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. Like, growing up, I didn't really have those role models. I didn't have people I could look up to and be like, oh, he's doing something cool. Maybe I want to do that, you know? And second, I think that social media is changing it for people. Like, Instagram, especially. I've been seeing more and more people, more and more, like, they see artists showing their work on Instagram and getting love from the community. Like, you're seeing support from within the community, so you're comfortable, like, pushing those ideas out more. So I think that the internet and the fact that now we have more role models, more people that are like not afraid to voice their opinions, it's making the younger generation more comfortable yeah. with who they are, where they come from, and what they want to do with their lives. And I that's agree. that's a, I think this is like a really interesting pivotal moment For within sure. like the history of this culture that we will look back on and be like, why didn't that happen sooner? Yeah, and I think that that all goes back to that mainstream idea I was talking about, right? Like. When we looked up to, like, obviously, I knew and I catered to hip-hop because, like, that was the closest thing that we could relate to when it comes to when we turned out on turned on our televisions. or Right. right. You, you listened to that struggle and you felt aligned with aligned, what they were yeah. going through. Exactly. So but, you were like, hip-hop, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Big Pun, Fat Joe, J-Lo was like a freaking craze. And then yeah. everybody started understanding what Puerto Rico was. Right. Right? Like, people didn't know. Majority of people didn't know before that. Right? And we just didn't have... We didn't have a face. So I think that like it played a big role. Like I had friends, brown friends, who wanted to be like J-Lo. Like my brown right. friends who were girls, dressed like J-Lo, do their hair like mm-hmm. a Spanish wow. girl. Like, you know, the little side part with the yeah. gel in the front. Because <laughs> like, I feel up. like you're growing up, you're like, oh, that you can identify with Hispanics and, and African-Americans yeah. because you feel closest to them. To, to them, yeah. Like, sure. you're, you know, you don't want to look at Britney Spears and be like, oh, I want to look like Britney Spears. You... But as a brown chick, I could see you being like, yo, I want to be fly like J-Lo. J-Lo, right. And then now with these, with all of these social media outlets, like you see more and more people that these kids can look up to. There's more yeah. and more people like you yeah. and, and, and I, you know, a bunch of different people that are just brown and like 
all they have to do is put up a picture of them and something cool. Right, they're they're bloggers, quote unquote. Yeah. But what they're doing is showing people that hey, you can wear a hijab and have a cool outfit. Like mm-hmm. it's it doesn't have to be two different worlds. Right, it right. It can be meshed. And like now that you see more of it, I think it's more you can you see more of it now because it's more accepting. Yeah, but. But that's because social media is turning into the mainstream, right? Like, right. We, we check Instagram more than we do our TVs. Mm-hmm. Right. So Absolutely. Like, so yeah, then that, now, now Instagram's like the new MTV or whatever. Or like YouTube's right. the new MTV. So like you can, an, an, an Indian guy can start a whole series. Right. And the people will actually. Immediate access to. Yeah. And people will actually see it. So now this is a mainstream thing. And now people are like, yo, I like being Indian. I like being Pakistani. That's I a like good way to put it, man. I never even thought yeah. about it that way. I, I like being Bangladeshi, right? Because right? yeah. I see it more. And you see But back support. then I didn't see it. Any. I didn't yeah. have a YouTube to look at to find the kid from Nebraska who's popping, who like started his own clothing line and made some dope stuff. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know about him. All I mm. knew was Sean John and Diddy <laughs> right. and him turning that navigator into a Sean John navigator. And I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I need so me a navigator. Yeah. yeah, like that's all I saw. <laughs> and now you're seeing all of these people, and I think it's better. And that's what I think is the coolest part about like living in this day and age, being able to have that. And now all we need is more of us in the TVs and in the late night shows and that's like the only hurdle we have left to cross for this to be a norm yeah. you know and some people are already doing it like Aziz Ansari for sure Russell Peters and um, Min- Hassan Min- Minaj and then Mindy Mindy Kaling yeah, yeah like these certain people are like showing like you know like Look, it's a normal thing to be. You don't have to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to be Cal Penn from White Castle. Right, exactly. Even though yeah. he's like the start of it. Like he was like, the, well, still, he's the god. <laughs> they're not like, and the, the thing is like, they're not like, well, except for Russell Peters, I guess, but they're not like stressing their brownness completely, right? right? Yeah. Like, like sorry plays Tom, Tom Aberford. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, a dude from South Carolina, right. not like an Indian or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. So when did you know that you wanted to use rap as a medium or a, or music as a medium to kind of voice what you have to say. Um, I don't know, man. I it, had I you was, always been writing and rapping, or is this nah, something you so were like? like the, the day I started, it's funny how that works. You know how you always look at for your family for like, like affirmation and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, I was one. I I, re, I think I was like bumping Nas or Jay. I forget who in my little CD. By myself, I thought I was by myself the whole day in the crib and in the apartment, and I'm just listening to Nasir J over and over, and I'm rapping what they're rapping. Mm. And then, like, my cousin comes in, my older cousin. How old are you? I'm 26. Oh. No, no, <laughs> in the story. Oh, like uh, 13. Oh, okay. Yeah, 12 or 13. And, like, my cousin comes in, or it might be 11, I don't know. But I was 12 or 13, something like that, and my cousin comes in, and she goes... Hey, and I turned around and I was like, my face turned red because I'm like, damn, she just heard me rap this whole time. What <laughs> the fuck, damn it. And she's like, no, you're pretty good. And I was like, word? <laughs> <laughs> like, and all I did was rap somebody else's stuff. Right, right, right. And then I was like, all right, well, maybe I should just jot it down, right? And I, and I got that all from my family, even though they didn't do it on purpose. Like, it's not like my dad was like, rap. Mm-hmm. But my dad has a master's degree in literature. He recites poetry. He goes to different places. He's a very huge in polit- like very a, a, a big political figure in Bangladesh, and like when we would go to these dawahs, when we would go to these functions, they would make him talk on a podium in front of five, six hundred people, and my dad would like literally spit, <laughs> like really? well, my version you, of rap. Would you see him do this? 
Yeah. Okay. So, and then did that kind of like implant in your head, just like the way that he was doing it and like a desire to do that kind of. Yeah. So stand I'm, I'm, I'm literally my father's child. Yeah. Really? Okay. Like, That's interesting. Like my dad is my hero. All right. He's everything to me. And watching him like do that, like he was never scared. He was never shook. He mm-hmm. never had the butterflies. He would be like, he doesn't need to be talking. Get him off. I need to be talking. Like, that was my dad. And he <laughs> so would just he, sway the crowd. He would go up there and he would talk about Bangladesh and being a freedom fighter and what mm. he's did for the country. And then, like, as he's talking in between, bring, like, up a poem that's very significant to our culture and then continue his speech. So there's, I would learn that he, there's obviously a dynamic and a, and a process behind this. And I think that just instilled in me without even knowing that that was a thing. Right. Like, that, it, was just, it was just more, like, subconsciously. And then I just started writing. Because I knew my dad had a master's in literature. Well, what were you writing about? Life sucking. Life sucking, okay. <laughs> you know, like just not having stuff. And, okay. You know, like wearing the same clothes all the time and like people not thinking I'm cool and what I need to be that's cool. Or, you know, like that was like some of the things. Like I always, I always had a certain consciousness about me because of my father. A certain consciousness about you. you about mean, my it, music. And there was always a level oh, okay. of consciousness in my music because of my father. Do you mean in the sense that like anything that you wrote, you wanted to write something that you think your dad would be proud of? Yeah. And okay. something that comes from my... Or, and not just that, like, because some things my dad would not be proud of that I'm talking about, right? <laughs> okay. But like, it, it, but, there's all, but also just a level of like pride and like what I, what I want to talk about. Right. Like, I'm, like, I have no problem talking about women and going out to clubs, who I, who I used to be. But at the same time, in that same vein, I have to make sure I have something about that duality that I live. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that immigrant struggle that somebody's been through. Or that, or that single mother that's working two jobs because her baby father's a coward and won't talk to her anymore. And now she's the only one raising the kid. Like, I've been, I've lived all these lives. I've been around all these people. So it would, to me, like, I've always had that consciousness to make sure I speak about that, even if it's not, like... You mean like you have like a responsibility yeah. to illustrate a lot of these th- these things that you that you grew up with? Yeah. Okay. That's it's and that's always been there. That hasn't been like a thing. I've never like wanted to chase a fad or like do something that mm-hmm. like was cooler than somebody else or like oh I gotta do this because he did that. My whole thing has been like whatever I experience, I, that's what I have to talk about, and that's that's what I mean by like I think my dad subconsciously instilled that in me because he's always talking about what's right and what's righteous and like the better of people and how to get his country better than what it already is and I think that subconsciously made me be the person hmm. that I am artist wise so he's he, your dad is more of an influencer than the hip hop artist that you listen, you would listen to yeah <laughs> so. yeah I don't care about rap so your family was pretty supportive huh from the beginning no Oh, <laughs> so, so tell us about the point where you decided that you were going to pursue rap as your career and how that played with your family because you're pretty tight with your family. Yeah, it seems like they they have a lot of influence with you. So tell us about that. Yeah, so like, I I realized like around seventeen that like I love music, and I just you know my dad taught me to think for myself enough to know that like I don't want to do anything that I don't love doing for the rest of my life. Right. That would really suck. And so I decided that, hey, if I'm not... Obviously, rap is very hard to get into. It's like the NBA draft, obviously. Like, one in a million people get to become successful in this. So let me fall back on something. If, if I'm going to fall back on anything, I'd rather be in a studio recording somebody else 
and doing that and like being a part of music. So I producing. Went to, right. So okay. I went to school for engineering. Okay. I went to Full Sail University in Florida and I learned how to engineer and I learned how to mix my own music. And then my, I, I brought my dad, I brought my whole family down to show them that like, yo, there is a career behind this if you want it. Oh, nice. You know, like, you don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, I'm a rapper and everything's going to suck. It can be like, hey, like, I would like to strive for this, but if I can't, here's this fallback plan. I can still be a recording engineer. I can still do this. I can still make a living doing all, something that I love. Or at the very least, even you can grow from hip hop to become like this, like all star producer too. Yeah, that, like it doesn't like, even have to be like a, a like a lateral, pivotal career change. It could even grow into that. Yeah, and that's when they started supporting me. That's when okay. they were like, they get it because okay, it's word. a wider. Like you're you're, you're gonna get an education yeah. for this. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, there's obviously. A system behind this and so you get go ahead get your education do what you need to and you know we'll see where that goes and that's when they really started supporting and you know it's it's always shaky because i've been doing this since i've been 16 years old i'm 26 now i'm mm-hmm. on a 10 year mark and i'm still a struggle artist but like you know well, when did you start recording 16 16 okay yeah so i've been doing this for a really long time okay and you know you know that quote everybody says like take 10 years to make monetize off of what you mm-hmm. yeah, love yeah, yeah. doing yeah and like i'm literally at my 10th year okay like, seeing results it's weird that it happens like that yeah 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 <laughs> but like um <clears throat> um you know like it, you have an up and down like by the end of the day they love me they support me right to answer your question like they'll they'll never tell me not to do this anymore because they know how much i love it they come to my shows but they want you know i have to sometimes it goes back and forth with like ah oh, but you need to have the family or you need to do this you know like the regular things that a brown family would ask and mm-hmm. just being able to balance that so it's like they by the end of the day they support me but they're just like okay are you gonna also get your life together mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like you dropped your first project a few months ago two yeah. months ago well first project under Anik Khan yeah, because I was project obviously K Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, K Prime. We're not even gonna talk about K-Prime that. K Prime got mixtape. K Prime got mixtape. K Prime is even... hot in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, my first, my first well thought out project done the right way around people of you know influences and stuff like what that. What is it called? I don't know yet. That's what it's, it's actually called. called. I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. Um, and I don't, it's great that we talked about all that stuff, but I don't know it is literally about what we just talked about. Okay. Yeah. Understanding the journey of me finding my identity, right? Like being confused, not wanting to be Bengali, not knowing if I'm a part of the hood or not, not understanding what these two worlds are and how to, are they parallel? Are they perpendicular? Do they meet? What, what is this? Like, how do I put this all together? And I don't know yet is literally the journey of me finding my balance. So, so do you do you come to more of an understanding about like that part of the process, like finding out where you are and like understanding by making the music or like you make the music and then you go to the next step and then you have a conversation and then you go to the next step? I, I can't make music without going through the experience first. Hmm. So like there'll be times, even on my songs, like there'll be songs on there that like the first verse in the chorus was done and then eight months later, the second verse hmm. was done just because... I don't force things and like I just have to have it happen to me before I do it. So like I'm one of those like just because you give me a timeline, I'm not going to meet them. Okay. Like I have to actually go through the 
through it first. That's the creative process. Yeah. yeah. It's like whenever your brain decides that it's going to just like click like, on and start doing shit. Exactly. Like my parents are thinking about going to Bangladesh in January. And if I go with them, I'll probably come back with hella raps. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like that needs to happen first. Okay. Or like just situationally is how I make my music. So what do you do besides rap and watch anime? <laughs> what else you do? What I else hang, you got going on? I hang out with my family. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I smoke a lot of hookah. Oh, I read. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I read. Um, I used to be really avid about reading like a, a book a month. And I was like on a roll. But then music. <laughs> okay. And how, long, how long ago did you, were you an avid reader? Like when did it start? Mm, two, three years. Okay. I, like I didn't grow up with no, it's people the same thing reading with me. to me. That's the thing we got to, like that's the thing I want to make happen in like the brown culture. Like parents are reading to their kids because mm. that like changes your development edu- cycle yeah yeah for a child and like you know nobody read to me so i was never interested in reading i never thought it was cool mm-hmm. i never thought like i even with the books i got in school i was like whatever i went from a transition between like i, I played a lot of video games when i was younger and me that too. was all just like that's all i did yeah it's and it's it's really good because <laughs> he's, he's like, like oh, he's, here we go. We're going back to the anime. They're no, going to talk about video the, games. There's a lar- the larger context, and like anime plays a role in this too. Is like when I, I played, played video games growing up. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on it. Like I, I stopped doing it when I started to realize that video games was affecting my productivity and what I actually wanted to do. So, like, I think maybe I stopped playing video games like around college. Okay, so for me, video games were important to me because it really um, n- nurtured my imagination, mm-hmm. right? The games I was playing, I played, like, all fantasy-themed games and RPGs. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yes, and... Best fantasy of all time. We can, anyway. we can talk about that after the episode's <laughs> over. Uh, but, like, that was, like, all... Every little part, part of me just, like, grew when I was playing video games because, like, everything just, like, lived in my head. And that transitioned after college when I started reading. So I read a lot of fiction because I love just, you know, coming up with everything and just like reading everything and just having everything. Dumbass, helpless, realistic world and going into a fantasy because knowing things are better. (laughs) That's why I would. So that's part of it. And 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 I want to ask you like fiction versus nonfiction with your reading. Um, But for me, like I really like fiction because even though it's all like like quote unquote fake, Mm -hmm. even though it's all just made up stories, there are there's still conversations that the author wants to have with the reader with the reader so like those conversations are true and those conversations are um as good as nonfiction. so you so hidden within the the fiction fictitious narrative are these like really important and poignant kind of insights and conversations that we could be having just uh person to person and and to me that those are like my take- takeaways with fictions yeah fiction man novels. there's like a smorgasbord of metaphors yeah, exactly. And yeah, and, books, right? and it's like, important. Yeah, and yeah. it all emulates a lot of real life and things like that, like all of the themes and things like that. So, what are you reading? What's the last book you read? Empire of Illusion. Empire of Illusion, and and what is Empire of Illusion about? It's about re- the perception of reality within the entertainment industry, and like what you perceive to be true. What what you perceive can be the truth, even if it started as a lie. And, like, the notion of marketing and, like, what it is to, like, what the facade is, the the invisible wall of perception when it comes to people. If, you know, we, you, a a great example could be, like, uh, 
um, this Bill Cosby thing, mm. right? And like what we thought he was mm-hmm. to now what he actually is. And that, you know, like we all thought Bill Cosby was Cliff Huxable. Bill Cosby right. is not Cliff Huxtable. Right, 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 right. Bill Cosby is Bill Cosby. He's a monster. Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> a monster. I mean, you know, Bill Cosby is Bill Cosby. Yeah. And Cliff Huxtable is a character right. that we wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the Empire of Illusion. Okay. So it's nonfiction and fiction. But nah, um, my EP's out, and you can find that on AnikKhanMusic.com. Cool. Um, that's out. And what's next is... Uh, it's free. It's it free. doesn't cost you any money it's to download. Free. Yeah, it's mad just, free. Just and download mad- it. It's popping, man. You guys are going to like it. Just check it out. Let us know how you feel about it. It's mad, 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 uh, mad stuff on it. <laughs> okay. Mad raps. There's just yeah. a what lot. What a sell. Yeah. <laughs> he says things over music. Yeah, yeah rhythmically. He might, he might rhythmically. like it. He might and not. That's okay, too. He, But it's, it's cool. His, his cousin it. made him a painting. He threw his name on it and yeah. called it the cover. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's you know, good times. That's what it is. But um yeah, but what's next is uh you know I'm working on a video with this guy actually. Yeah. So that's he pointed be, to Atif when he said that. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that's gonna be super fun. Um and uh I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, when do we get to see I'm you just, in a show again, on stage again? Um that I'm actually working on this month. Yeah. So I'm gonna figure out like uh when's the next time I could perform. Um I'd like it to be somewhere in the fall. Where? Yeah. Um so. I want people to see you perform more because you're 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 a good performer. Thank like you. you have a nice energy when you're up on stage. Oof, Appreciate cool. it. I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. It Let's do it. it. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, I, man. Thanks a lot, dude. I'm thank actually you guys. pretty proud of this episode. I feel like this has a lot of meat to it. So yeah, uh, yeah. some lion meat. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thank you for coming on, and we are going to sign off with Anik Khan playing. Mantra off of my debut EP, I Don't Know Yet. Peace out, guys. Bye. But where in New York can one find a woman with grace, elegance, taste, and culture? A woman suitable for a king? Queens! Yeah, 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 yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah! Tell me what's your purpose My face is in between my queen Cause she deserves it uh, My ride or die Her frame of mind be picture perfect Yeah, that mean if I ain't in the picture It ain't worth it No, it ain't worth it Okay, meanwhile We now Got the oil connect on speed dial And let's carry chicken for the team now Hey, I'm about to eat now Got too many that'll do anything for me Ooh, baby, nothing new Need to get money Gotta do what we gotta do Cause my mama need a crib Daddy need its glory Wifey need a ring I'ma claim my territory Life ain't perfect But that perfect shit is overrated So all these lights gon' feel just right Cause all my nights would say it Hold up, babe I'ma get this money with the home team Straight like that All that ever matters is the family Straight like that Making love to my baby. baby Straight like that It's either love you or it's fucked fuck, fuck. And that's straight like that I said ooh I said ooh See y'all 
came up out that gutter, daddy came from some worse It's that Malcolm X and Gandhi if they link the four verse It's that I believe in peace but don't be asking for your words You see I practice what I preach but what I preach don't make the church If that's my man's then that's my man's and I'm gonna ride with you You throw them hands, I throw them hands, I shoot the five with you If these my bands then these your bands, I split the pie with you Oh wait, that's all that. All I got is my word and my bone. My girl and my mom live all this culture, spread the love and smack the word with my palms. I'm talking brown excellence. I'ma hold it down to represent what me said. I'ma get this money with the home team. Straight like that. All that ever matters is the family. Straight like that. Making love to my baby, baby. Straight like that It's either love you or it's fuck